Welcome to the Simplify Jesus Podcast. We're your hosts, Matt Gunter and Bill Allen, and together we are breaking barriers through communication. Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of Simplify Jesus, where we're breaking barriers through communication. Exciting might be the wrong word. Depressing, maybe, might be a better word for this one. Sorry, just uh, giving you a heads up. But it ends well, just like all the other ones. So there's that uh, promise to you. Last week, we introduced Job. Uh, He's a man who we're not exactly sure when he lived, but we know that he was back in the Old Testament days. Sometime between creation and Moses, maybe? I don't know. Somewhere somewhere in there. (laughs) He was a very righteous man who honored God in just about everything that he did. He was also, and I think because of that, probably, he was also blessed with a very big family. uh, Lots of livestock. He was considered... um, uh, probably the one of the, if not the richest man in the area. I don't know. That's not in, in scripture, I don't think, but he was very wealthy. Yeah. But then in a conversation between God and Satan, uh, God, I mean, essentially offered to remove his hedge of protection around Job um, just to allow him to be tested. That's the part I have a problem with. The only rule that God had for Satan was that he could not kill Job. He could attack him. He could attack everything around him, but he couldn't kill him. So that's where we left off. Satan and God just having a powwow up there somewhere and uh, looking down and saying, yeah, what about Job? Have you considered him? Satan said, hmm, let's see what we can do here. (laughs) And that's where we pick it up. It looks like, you know, we don't know the exact timeline, but uh, Satan gets to work pretty quickly here. So, to uh, set the stage for the story here, all of Job's kids were hanging out together. They were at the oldest brother's house, having a celebration of some sort. Not exactly sure what about, but having a party as family sometimes do. And all of a sudden, a messenger showed up at Job's house. And he comes running in, and the message that he brought is that um, the oxen and the donkeys, they were out in the field doing what they do. They were being worked, I'm sure, uh, plowing the fields and whatnot. And a group of Sabians came in and stole all of them. Not only did they take the livestock, but all the servants who were using them were killed as well. And only this one messenger escaped to bring the message back to Job. Of all of the things for for Satan to do, he didn't start off very light here. He just kind of he, he, he gave him a gut punch right off the bat. So there, So there's number one. Then... Right after that, another messenger comes in and he says that fire fell from heaven and took out all the sheep and servants who were in the field tending to them. And everything and everyone around them was destroyed, which thinking about fire coming out of heaven, you know, the we talked about Sodom and Gomorrah a while back. I wonder what that looks like. Mm. Like, yeah, I think about like a like the meteor shower that took out the dinosaurs all those, you know, millions of years ago or whatever it was like, like that's the image I have in my head. But I can't even imagine what that would look like. Well, and I'm wondering, how long did Satan wait between travesties? Or did he just go boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom? Yeah. Because, um, but wait, there's more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not done yet, right? So at this point, he's lost all of his oxen, all of his donkeys, all of his sheep, um, and he's not done yet. A third guy comes in, and, you know, if you're Job, you can imagine he's like, okay, so what, what other bad news is coming? This time, three different raids of Chaldeans came and raided and took all of the camels he had, and they killed all of the servants that were tending to them. Yet again, only the one guy escaped. 
And so all of the wealth, all of the livestock are gone. Um, you know, we talked about this last week. They didn't have currency. I mean, livestock was, was his wealth. And I wonder, I wish we knew when this happened because I want to know, I don't think we can know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think we can know who the Chaldeans are uh, or where they came from. So we do know that the Chaldeans are, and this is actually because of uh, some stuff I've been reading recently, Chaldeans are also known as the Babylonians. Oh, okay. Um, And so the Babylonians are a big empire. King Nebuchadnezzar, um, if you know that name. But this is all way before that happens. King Nebuchadnezzar's on the scene. So we we do kind of know him. I try to figure out who the Sabians were. Yeah. It's somebody in the area, in the that kind of Arab world, but who exactly, we're not sure. Hmm. I wonder if there's any, you know, we, we mentioned that we don't know at what point this took place. Again, if it actually did, because there are people who believe that this is just a parable. Right. So we don't know... What it is, but I do I do wish we could go back and say, okay, the Sabians and the Chaldeans were here at this time, and oh, look, there it is. And then we'd be able to see what that was. Yeah, because you would assume that there's some kind of cultural context, whether it's uh, some kind of enemy sort of thing, or is this like a, this is just what they did, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I watched a, a show that talked about the Wild West recently, and that's like... There were just groups of people that did this kind of stuff. They would yeah. wait for you to come by and rob you in the streets and all that, you know. So, is it is it that sort of situation? Or, I mean, I mean, obviously Satan is the one kind of provoking all of this because because God's allowing him to. But what is the cultural context? Yeah. Speaking of that, you know, Job's wealth is is completely gone at this point. He was doing so well. He was one of the richest people, if not the richest person in the area. Yeah. And I couldn't help but think about this story. Yesterday, I had a, a coaching call with my business group that I'm a part of. And it was revolved around my company because it was kind of a business spotlight. And we we're talking about things nice. that were going on. And we do that about once a year with them. And, and this year was the first year I was able to say, things are great. But in a lot of hard work, God has been really good to us, blessed us. Things have been going really well. Guess what I got in the mail that I've had to dealt with today? Hmm. I'm being audited. Oh, lovely. <laughs> so it's always, you know, things are going really well. Okay, what's going to happen? I'm waiting for it. I'm always waiting for it. But it doesn't always happen that way. God God blesses and, and mm-hmm. God takes away. And, and hopefully everything will turn out all right, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was actually talking to a guy the other day. He, he went and got his uh, plumbing license, and he said that when they did the background check, that's how he figured out he owed the IRS money. Oh, no. I was like, oh, no. That would be a terrible way to figure <laughs> that out. Like I said, one good thing, one bad thing, right? Yeah. And unfortunately, there is still more, y'all. There's yeah, still there more is. Coming. I mean, that's the thing. You know, Job at this point, he's lost all of his livestock. All of his wealth is gone. Three terrible messages come in. But you remember the sons and daughters that were celebrating together at, at the beginning of all this? Um, well, a final messenger comes in and says that there was a powerful wind that came in and blew the corners of the oldest son's house down. And all of Job's kids and the servants that were there with him, and I would assume their spouses and their kids and whoever else was in the scene, were killed when the house fell down, except for this one messenger who got out. So now we've got, what, four messengers that are... Mm-hmm. Well, at least he has a little bit of help still on the ranch. I guess, yeah. <laughs> Golly. Of course, nothing to help with because no. yeah, everything's gone. I mean, it's just crazy. So he goes through all of this. 
And Job's response to these events is why we talk about having the patience of Job and the faith of Job. He stood up and he tore his robe and he shaved his head. And, and for some cultural context, like that, that was a very typical thing to do in mourning. Um, you see that later on with really many, many times throughout the Old Testament and New Testament. Um, but the Bible records Job's response to it in this way. It says, Job 1, verses 20 and 21, says, He fell to the ground and worshipped, saying, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will leave this life. The Lord gives, and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I hope I could have that kind of reaction, if that ever, if anything like that ever happened. Well, first of all, I hope and pray that nothing like that ever happens. Right. Um, I can, you know, I can take an audit. I can take losing work, losing a business, whatever that, that happens. But last week when we were talking about this all happening to Job, that's the one thing that I just I hope never happens well to anybody, of course. But you yeah. never want to lose your kids or your spouse. or That's that's tough. Yeah. And and to be able to fall to the ground and worship through that. Uh, of course, you know, he, he tore his robe and shaved his head. That's not something that's going to happen in a minute. That's probably right. a, a day, maybe even a week of of mourning period. Yeah. But at some point during all of that, he still fell to the ground and worshipped. It's, it's crazy to me. It is. And I think it's a couple of things that, that came to my mind is thinking about this. One is that of having that, that perspective of, you know, no matter what happens, God is still good. There is, uh, well, I, I was just convicted by the, how many times have I had kind of that woe is me? I'm, I've got so much I'm dealing with, and all these things aren't going right, and it's just peanuts compared to true loss like this. Yeah. Um, just you know, just had a bad day, and all of a sudden I can't function right. And and so just having that perspective. The other thing though is that, like you said, he fell to the ground and worshipped in the middle of all this. And you know, I think a lot of times we we think of worship as being this. Happy go lucky. I got to put my smile on and all mm. that stuff. Really not. It doesn't have to be. Um, you know, it's kind of the difference between joy and happiness. Joy is that, you know, forever contentment and knowing that you're taken care of and God's got your back versus happiness. You know, happiness is going to come and go. You know, nobody would be happy in this situation. But what we see is Job still has joy and he's able to worship and see that God is good through it. That that's not something anybody just has. That that's a that's a divine and you know inspiration, Holy Spirit led thing that we've got to tap into there. And so, but I just want to throw that out there that that worship, you know, when we when we just put the smile on and throw that mask on, you know, that that's you know, I'm not going to judge anybody's worship or anything. But that but that's sometimes worship comes in times of mourning as well. Well, and sometimes you just got to fake it till you make it. You, just, sure. you need to, you know, I don't feel like this. I, God, I'm mad at you right now, but you're still in control. Still love you. You're still, um, you're still the one that has everything and do anything about it. But why? <laughs> you know, it's okay right. to question, yeah. um, but you still have to, you still have to worship. You still have to. Um, well, we 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 talk about Romans eight twenty eight all the time. Mm-hmm. That says God does everything for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Job is the one that loved him and was called according to his purpose. Yeah. Job, the prime example of, you've got God and Satan talking about you. 
right? right? How is that not? How is that not you doing everything you possibly can, doing all the right things? Not perfect. Nobody was perfect except God, except Jesus, but still had a huge faith and love for God. Right. So how is any of this good for Job? Yeah. I, we we can't see that right now. No. That, you know, there's there's no way we can look at this and say it's good. But he still worshiped. Yeah. And I, and I'm I'm glad you said that. Some sometimes you got to fake it till you make it because it, it's it's so true and it, it's it's a decision, right? We we decide in that moment, okay, I'm still not going to blame God. I'm still not going to come after him. I'm still not going to put him at fault for this. And and that's you know, that's why we look at Job and kind of quote unquote, put him on a pedestal for this and, and put his faith and patience. Um, not that we worship Job or anything <laughs> like that. But while we look to him as an example is he didn't turn his back and ask God why all this happened to him. Instead, he worshiped because he recognized that, yes, God gives us stuff and yes, God takes it away, but God is still good through it. And and that recognition, that's something to strive for. To be able to say, no matter what's going on, God's still got it. God's still good. And I was worried about my mom. You know, Job says, naked I come from my mother's womb, and naked I will leave this life. My mom said, I brought you into this world, I can take you out. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh, I think it was I think it was Bill Cosby that I, that I saw, and the first time I heard it, wow, okay. <laughs> there you go. So to, to kind of put a bow on where we're leaving this today, can you imagine going through all this and not once saying, God, woe is me. Why me? Why are you picking on me? I mean, personally, I can't do it. I can't imagine losing everything like that and, and not at some point. And God, what what are you doing? I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm fearful for that, honestly. I, I try not to live in fear, but that uh, knowing that God can do that, he has that power, obviously. Scares the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but we can't live in fear. We can't walk in fear. We got to trust God. Know that we, we may not be able to see it, but he does everything for the good of those who love him. That's right. That's right. And so, you know, with that, as we, as we kind of pull ahead and look at uh, how this points to Jesus, uh, there's a, a passage in Romans 5 that could, could really well apply to this. Uh, verses 3 through 5 say, And not only that, but we also boast in our afflictions, because we know that affliction produces endurance, endurance produces proven character, and proven character produces hope. This hope will not disappoint us because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. You know, and and we we see we don't see this yet in Job's life, although it's um, it, it is coming as part of the story. But but I know you and I have both experienced this, where the tough things that we go through are used for our better. Um, we we go through struggles and and striving. So that we and we learn from it, so that the next time we deal with it, we're better, and we've got we're better prepared for what's coming. It's the same thing in our spiritual lives as well. When we go through dry spells or droughts, or we have uh, tough situations with other people, and we go through those and we navigate them, and you know we rely on God going through that. The next time it comes around, we're going to know what to do, and we're going to be better prepared for it. And that's basically what this verse is saying. And so. To see Job's response up front when he when he has all of this loss and saying, I'm still going to worship God through it. 
he's setting the example for, Hey, this is, this is what this looks like. Um, this is what it looks like to, um, to boast in your affliction. Even, even with everything going, going wrong, you're still going back to God. Well, and, and talked about my testimony, talked about my story growing up the way I did going through a lot of the things that I did, you know, back then I couldn't see what the point of it was back then. I mean, as a kid, I was just scared. I was just trying to do my best to survive, you know, not get shot, not get stabbed, mm. um, whatever was going on at the time. But as we say around Romans eight twenty eight all the time, we can now look back on it and see what God was doing yeah. to grow us in physically, spiritually, mentally, um, in all those areas so that we can be prepared for whatever's coming. And, yeah. and in this world right now, there's a lot going on mm-hmm. that I don't know if I would have been prepared for. Not going through a lot of that. Yeah, and and I think about the the opportunities where the door's been opened um, because of because I've gone through things I've gone through in my past, and even with um, maybe stuff that I didn't go through personally, but I know somebody who did, and it helps me have a conversation with somebody else. Like, hey, wait a minute! Like, I can connect, I can help connect people, and I can use. Um, what I've been through and what other people have been through because we share and we talk about it to help somebody else get through that. And so even if, even if you're in a spot where you're not having to fight through, you may be the answer to somebody else's prayer for how they can deal with it as well. Yeah. But it goes back to Romans eight twenty eight. Just know that God's going to use it, whatever you're dealing with. Well, and I would challenge everybody to, to really pay attention to where they're at in life right now and, and really think about if I could do it all over again, I would be, Really looking at what's going on and learning. And I'm trying to do that now. I'm trying to look at what's going on around me, what's going on with my family, my friends, and trying to learn from kind of every everything that goes on. Yeah. And and trying to think of how I might be able to use that because God's doing everything for the good, then there's going to come a time when I need it. That's right. I think that's what you call wisdom. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's why that's why the older folks are typically the wiser ones because they've gone through a lot of crap yeah that's right they've they've seen a few things yeah. um and that's that's it that's what it's all about it's all about growing that wisdom it, it's tough going through it but like you said if you have that mindset of okay how what can i learn from this what how can i grow from this or watching somebody else how can i not do that yeah, <laughs> you know for sure, for sure. Um, it just helps us be better tomorrow yeah well, we've mentioned that we don't know exactly when this took place, and one of the segments of our episodes is telling you now what's going on elsewhere in the world. Well, short answer, we don't know. So we're not going to say. <laughs> That's right. We don't want to speculate. We have we have some maps and stuff that tell us in other areas, but not with Joe. We don't know anything about where he's at. So next week, um, unfortunately, Job is going to go through some more stuff. We're going to get to the good stuff, I promise. Yeah. But right now, it's, as we said, uh, not an exciting episode, a depressing episode. Hopefully, you can learn something from it, as we are. But um, the tough stuff's not over yet. So um, next week, we're going to see the second round of testing from Satan. And we're going to also see how unhelpful <laughs> his friends were in the moments. Pay attention. Take notes. If your friends are going through stuff, don't do what these guys are doing. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> So make sure your uh, your ears are perked up for next week. And with that, Matt, a little bit of a short episode this week. So uh, why don't you get us out of here? 
Yeah, so as always, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, shoot us a note at info at simplifyjesus.com. Also, encourage you to check us out on social media, especially Facebook and Twitter. That's where we like to hang out the most. Like us, share our stuff, jump in. We, uh, we would love to interact with you there and see what you've got going on in the social media world. You can find this and all of our other episodes on our website at www.simplifyjesus.com. If you can't find our episode somewhere, uh, that you like to listen to podcasts, let us know. We'll make sure we get it there. And with that, hope you guys have a great week and we'll see you again next week.